1: Oh,
2: yeah. Starting on our second hundred.
0: Ooh.
2: Steam room.
1: Not even Shaq and Ugly Kenny can mess up my mood today. Big old Shrek, Shaq, and Ugly Kenny. I am in such a good mood. And that has
2: to have something to do with uh, the fact that we are in uh, the midst of Thanksgiving Oh, You, know,
1: you know what it means, That's It's my favorite holiday. Mine, too. Oh, love it. You know what? It,
2: you know what? And I don't. I never call it Turkey Day. I always call it Thanksgiving. Turkey is part of the part of the deal, but I never call it Turkey Day.
1: Well, that would be stupid anyway.
2: What Turkey Day? People always call it
1: Turkey. Day. But I day. don't make it. Hey, right. are you ready
2: for a big Turkey Day? Uh, no, Thanksgiving. But, and, and, and I always say no. I'm, yeah, I'm ready for
1: Thanksgiving. I'm ready for Thanksgiving. Yeah, I, you know, you know how much I hate Christmas because people are just pigs and want stuff. I. I and I'm a firm believer, once you're not a kid, you shouldn't give gifts anymore. Right, I, I've heard, I mean, that. I've heard yes, that before. Yes, exactly. Once, yeah, but I, Thanksgiving I, is... is just perfect. It for, is. It's uh, just family and friends. Yes, I love it's it. It's for family and friends. And reflecting and re- on all the things you're thankful for. And that's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot to be thankful for. We're so lucky and blessed. And I just, I want to thank, starting this next hundred. So thanks for all the law steamers.
2: Yeah, because last week, if you weren't with us, was episode number one hundred. Well, a momentous occasion. So that would make this what uh, episode what? number?
1: <laughs> see, hey, see Auburn. Okay, that's right. That's right. That's... So that's hey. one hundred one. One hundred one. One hundred one. Yeah. I man, that girl who did all my homework in school, I miss her. I can't even get to one hundred one. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Go out and just hug all your family and friends and say, hey, I'm blessed. I'm thankful to have you in my life because, man, it's, it takes a lot. And unfortunately, we live in a world where negativity just so loud. Uh, negativity is so loud, we don't even think about all the good stuff that's happening. You know, I did some stuff last week about Eric Van Royen, yeah, Camilo Vejegas and Josh Dobbs about what makes sports great. But this is all about family and friends, man. So everybody have a great, great Thanksgiving. Then we begin episode 101
2: the same way we've begun the previous 100. And that is with Chuck's first of all. But this is a little different. This is different. Because, listen to me, because gone is the crumpled up yellow piece of paper. Have you
1: actually put, first of all, on your phone today? No. Well, I have. Because I wanted to make sure I get this right. So I have a great friend of mine, Gary Goffrey, who has ALS. And Kerry Good is a player from Alabama. So we started this. They started this. And we did some on this last year. We have an Alabama against Auburn uh, pledge every year who can raise the most money. And it happens – during the, the week of
2: the Iron Bowl, the, the week of the Iron Bowl was this which week, which is played this Saturday. Uh, I, I,
1: I I hope this is correct. Auburn is ahead forty three thousand and ninety five dollars to Alabama's twenty five eight thirty five. So go to Carrie and Gary. I'm going to make sure I get it right. That
2: is why you have it on your phone. That, that's all. exactly
1: right. To go to the Carrie and Gary dot com, it's not just. K-E-R-R-Y? Uh, yes. K, uh, yeah. Uh, the K- K-E-R-R-Y and Gary, obviously, not has a Gary one R challenge. All the money goes to ALS uh, in Alabama. It's mainly for Alabama and Auburn people, but I want anybody who got somebody struggling with ALS to go to some form of ALS to donate some money in no matter what state or what country you're listening to. Because... It costs about $250,000 a year to care for an ALS patient. That's a lot of money. Yep. And uh, I want to shout out Gary because he's been one of my great friends since college. We played together. For him to open himself up and carry, I don't know carry that well, but for them to open themselves up and raise his money every year because, man, this is a brutal disease. Uh, I was doing Rick and Bubba, two, uh guy, two great radio personalities in Alabama this morning, and, Rick was telling me another friend of his just got diagnosed with ALS. And, you know, our government doesn't do enough, so it's up to us to take up the fight. So go to caringgarychallenge.com. Uh, if you're an Alabama and Auburn fan, all the money, Gary and uh, Gary and Carrie wanted me to tell you they don't get a dime. This is for other people. Yeah. And just to clarify, it is the, the Carrie and Gary, and Gary challenge. So don't forget Com. the T H E at the beginning. Yes, and if you're an Auburn fan, let your heart out. If you're an Alabama fan, let your heart out. I mean, it's a small heart. Uh, but I knew there had to be a shot in there somewhere. Hey, listen, Nick Saban's the greatest coach ever. Alabama university is a great college university of Alabama It's Alabama university. Shout out to Justin Thomas. Um, I'm really looking forward to the Iron Bowl. You know, it means a lot to us people from Alabama. Uh, I always look forward to going back down to Auburn. Can't wait to get there. Going to celebrate my turkey day first, but looking forward to the Iron Bowl. <sighs> going to be tough to get my spears up after that ass kicking last week. That was brutal. Did you just call it turkey day? Uh, a turkey day. Uh, you're right. Thanksgiving. Yeah. So, yeah, I uh, last week was a rough one for me, Ernest. Yeah. Uh, what else is on your mind here? That's it. Hey, that's it. A, that's a, you no, know, I wanted to yeah. put, put all the emphasis on the Caring Gary Challenge. What uh, are you
2: thankful for, Chuckster?
1: Man, my health. I'm starting to feel like a human being again. Since and I was you're also.
2: looking outstanding. Thank
1: you, brother. But just, man, the, the journey I've, I've been on through this crazy, amazing life, my family and friends have always been there for me. You know, obviously little Henry and little Charlie is the most important thing I got going right now, my new my new grandbabies. It's going to be cool spending my first real Thanksgiving with them. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's going to be cuz you know, uh Charlie wasn't here last time. And Henry is a handful now brother once they become mobile oh my goodness it's a full contact Ooh, sport oh uh, yeah. yo man what happened where to where are you uh, out what happened to the good old days you just cute and want to lay on big pop's lap yeah. now it's like no th- those no, no, days are no, gone no no those days are gone like he once he learned to walk and run all hell broke loose yeah. so i need a nap before and after
2: yeah we'll have like uh 30 folks at our house on thursday wow and uh, all kinds. You only deep fry in one turkey. All kind of No, Cheryl Ann's doing one in the oven. Okay, and I'm deep frying two. And um,
1: hey, don't be an idiot and I, put it in there frozen. Yeah,
2: okay. See I we get see
1: this this this, this Chuckster. Uh,
2: I am a veteran. This podcast of the, we of the deep fried turkey. Yes. Uh, and so I I know exactly how to do it. It's man, it's just tremendous. It's I can't tremendous. wait. Just Shout thinking out. about it, I can't. I
1: can't. Shout wait. out to my fate, my place, Baby K's in Arizona. You leave it to the professionals. I do, and yeah. let me tell you, you, know what's so ironic, or I've been doing it probably twenty years. I meet the same people there every year. Right. There's a guy. It's a that, tradition. It's a tradition. I don't like Thanksgiving. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a guy there, and it, I think he's an eye doctor. If I'm correct, him and his wife. I met them there when they first started, and their daughter's like. 15 now. Who is that? Uh, Doctor who? I don't know his name, Uh but I see him and his wife for like 20 straight years, but their daughter's like a teenager now. That's how many years. Hale Irwin goes there, Uh, but he's some guys, some football fans. We sit there and watch football for about an hour to get our little drink going and wait on our two deep, I get two big old deep fried turkeys, some dirty rice, some stuffing. Ooh! Yeah. I'm getting all giddy right now. Yeah, so, um, and I would encourage you too,
2: as you as you listen to the pod. If you got a few minutes at some point, just sit down in the quiet of uh, a, a place where you're not bothered, a place where you can get your nose out of your phone and just write down some things you're thankful for. I would or encourage pick you to, up the phone. I would encourage you to do that. But listen, on, on this part, you'd be amazed at how long you will be sitting there when you start listing the things you are thankful for, because it doesn't all have to be. Oh yeah, this happened. It's like. Even the little things that happen during the day, yeah. you can be thankful for. So just kind of make a list and just realize how uh, how blessed you are. Even even when we're going through some stuff, uh, there are a lot of blessings out there. So yeah, let's I'm gonna use, use this week.
1: The, I, I got this. Uh,
2: you got this phone again. I you do, got cause more I, stuff I got this No,
1: I got this from Hugh Freeze the other day, Coach Freeze at Auburn. Mm-hmm. It says, I'm a lot better when I stop counting my burdens and start counting my blessings. Absolutely. I got this from Coach Freeze the other day. He's just checking in with me. I told him I was coming down, but I'm a lot better when I stop counting my burdens and start counting my blessings. And I was like, man, that's pretty good. Attitude of gratitude, yeah, that, there you that, go. That's, that's pretty good That's right what there. Thanksgiving is all about. That's it. And call it Thanksgiving.
2: That's it, Thanksgiving. We'll be back, more of The Steam Room. Straight ahead. Oh, we got something special coming We got a hall of, of famer up. joining us. Yes. we got a hall of famer. That's all I'm going to say. Hall of famer joining us, and he's a Swede. That's the end of the hints. <laughs> We're back here on the steam room, Chuck. I, I think there's an area in which we have been deficient. What's that on the uh, on the podcast? What do you mean? We never have enough Swedes on. Uh, hey. Speaking of Swedes,
1: you know who— Speaking
2: of Swedes, my grandparents, both Swedish. Are they really? Yes, they were. uh, Thorwald and Ingeborg. Are you serious? Yeah, from the old uh, country.
1: You know this young kid named Aberg uh, who won the golf Ludvig Adberg. He's going to be—I've been following him from Texas Tech. You talk about—he won the the RSM Classic last week. Mm Mm-hmm. They say he's going to be the next big thing, and he's a Swede. So oh, this go. is going to be rolled right into our special, special guest. Yes, who happens to be uh, a Swede, who happens to be
2: recently uh, inducted into Hockey's Hall of Fame, also happens to be one of our TNT colleagues.
1: So it's going to be weird. Uh, Hall of Famer, you coming up, talking to another Hall of Famer. That's pretty And cool. you're a
2: Hall of Famer. That's awesome. How about that? <laughs> oh, man. Um, Henrik Lundqvist joins us. Uh, And as we tell all of our guests, King, uh, please, in the steam room, keep your towel on.
3: (laughs) It's great to be here with you guys. And Ernie, I want to say congrats, too. You have a big weekend coming up in a few weeks.
2: Uh, Yeah, in December. I appreciate that. But let's, you know, let's talk about what you just went through. Um, I watched your speech. um, And look, we've all been there before when you're... um, you're honored or you're at an event and you're speaking and, 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 and it comes time to talk about your family and to thank your family and to look out and man, you lock eyes with those family members. That is a moment to, uh, try and regain composure. And I saw that, I saw that it had gripped you a little bit too. You, you, you had a flawless speech, but no, there is that moment. Isn't there, Henrik, where it's like, this might be a little tough. Absolutely right. You know, talking in front
3: of—I don't know—if it was five, six hundred people in there, and then you kind of look out, and and you're on track, you know exactly what, what you're about to say. But then you come to your family, and, and just what you said, you lock eyes with them, and it just hits you right right into your heart. You know, and you, you there's so many thoughts going through your head in in seconds. You know, you're thinking about. How much they sacrificed for you, how much they supported you. Uh, I was thinking about my parents, my sister, my brother, obviously, my twin brother Joel. How how many hours we spent together growing up, playing the game. Um, but I love those moments. It really makes you feel alive, you know, and when you feel so much for for people Indeed. and obviously your family, it doesn't get much better than that. No doubt.
1: You know, uh, obviously, I've been blessed to be in that situation. Even though you think you might get in, what when you got the call, because I, obviously I felt like I was going to get in, but when I got the call, I I, I was kind of still in shock. How were you when you got that call? Uh,
3: I remember I was in Sweden at the time. I was during the summer. I was running around all day, and I, I knew if I'm getting in, they're going to call me around 7, 8 p.m. Swedish time. Uh, But then I got busy, kind of forgot about it, and then the phone rang. But the weird part was it didn't show up as a Toronto number. It showed up as Spain. So I thought it was a spam (laughs) call. So I'm like, I'm not going to pick this up. Uh, But then I just had this weird feeling because he kept ringing. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to pick it up. And then I just hear the voice like, it's from Toronto. And I mean, it's, it's an incredible feeling. Um, and i have to say though people say how does it feel about going into the weekend it, it was great it was cool but it was not until monday night to stand there and meeting so many legends over the weekend that that's when it really hit home for me and and i have to say personally having my childhood idol patrick raw present the plaque to me was something I'll never forget. Cause he was a huge inspiration to me growing up. So that that got me off my game a little bit as well. Talking to my family, but also having my childhood hero
2: present the plaque was awesome. Twenty one goalies selected before you in the two thousand draft. How'd you wind up in the Hall of Fame? I I love to compete.
3: I have so much passion for the game. I think that's what helped me the most. Um just that drive. And and I knew when I was drafted that I had a lot of work to do, but it was also important for me to establish myself in Sweden before I made the move to North America and to play for my country national team, but also to play for my favorite team back home, which was Fralunda, Uh to win a couple of championships there. And again, establish myself there was very important. And then I made the move to New York back in 05. Um But I I think the drive and and passion for the sport really, really helped me.
1: You know, Patrick Ewing is one of my best friends, and he's one of the greatest people I've ever met. He says to me, You can't understand playing in New York. I said, How is playing in New York? You know, because you got friends, obviously, in other cities, but what's it like to be a star in New York?
2: And your entire career. Yes. At
1: that.
3: Uh, To me, it's just incredible
1: because you want to play in a place
3: where people care, where you feel the pressure, where every time you walk into your arena, your home rink, that excitement. I I think a lot of people, when they walk into Madison Square Garden, even as a visitor, they feel that excitement to get to do that every home game. But then I think a really good part of, of being an athlete in New York City you have an ability to to kind of um, move away from it a little bit. It's a city where so many things go, so many things are going on, right? So you can kind of hide a little bit and, and live a somewhat normal life, but at the same time, it's a high pressured environment, which I loved, and that's definitely something that I missed a little bit. You know, being away from the game now, that pressure you felt every time walking into a game.
1: So I got to ask you this question because I'm a layman. And I've been following this story. a story actually broke last week in the middle of our podcast about the hockey player getting arrested and I'm not asking you to cast aspersions or make a judgment. Is that a dirty play and 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 before you answer, just
2: so folks know what we're talking about this is the the death of Adam Johnson yes um um,
1: and they arrested the player two about three weeks later,
2: yeah um. Yeah, so that's that's and it's and it happened on the ice in the middle of play, and a and a skate blade uh, cut him. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, Charles, I, I'm I'm gonna
3: be honest with you. I I have not watched the hit. Obviously, I've been reading about it, but I it, it made me just feel very uncomfortable. Uh, even try to watch that. Um, so I would be the wrong guy to to answer that. Obviously, it's, it's so unfortunate. It really is, and, and hopefully, I—I I mean, to me, I played my entire career with a neck guard. Uh, I don't think I ever stepped on the ice for a practice or a game without a neck guard. So hopefully, there will be a discussion about that now that maybe you put more pressure on, on players to to wear one because uh, you are exposed and, and it's a fast game. Do you think it should be mandatory? Um. I think so. Why not? Yeah, I know. You know, as an athlete, you, you get very used to how everything feels, from uh, your body to your equipment. It's all about getting used to certain things, and and the neck guard. Yeah, you get a little hotter, I think. Um, uh, but if you use the neck guard for a week, I don't think players will think twice about it. You just get used to that feeling of wearing it. But for me, it, it was never a question of, of not wearing it.
2: Yeah, you know, I'm old enough, Chuckster, um, and have been a hockey fan for a long time. Back when the Atlanta Flames were uh, playing in the '70s, mm-hmm. and helmets were not required. I mean, you had a lot of guys just with flowing locks going, you know, up and down the ice. And then it wasn't, and then those became required, except if you were already in the league, and then you didn't have to. But anybody coming into the league then had to wear it. So I'm. Henrik, I'm thinking it—it's basically the same kind of a deal here, you know, because there were folks then who were like, "Wearing a helmet? I don't want to wear a helmet." But I think—I think, I think safety-wise, this is—this is what you—this is what you have to do, don't you?
3: Yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the the game over time changes. It's faster. It's more physical, and and things happen where where players can't really control the the outcome at times, and and so the equipment is obviously important. And what you wear and how you wear it, and and the technology has improved so much. I mean, I think back of I started playing hockey in the late '80s, and the the gear I was wearing the late '80s compared to the gear I was <laughs> right. wearing, you know, towards the end of my career, it was like night and day. I mean, basketball, I don't know how much the basketball have changed or uh, the shoes the guys are wearing. Oh but yeah. When you look at hockey and the development of of the equipment and the technology. Even the sticks now, how hard they shoot the puck and everything. It's just, uh, it's incredible. But with that comes adjustments as well.
1: Who's the best player you ever played with? And secondly, who's the best player you ever played against?
3: My first year in New York City, I was a rookie, 23. I joined the Rangers and we had Jaromir Yager on the team. He won the scoring title uh, in the league that year. He was a legend already. Uh, it was very cool to come here my first year in the league and, and get that opportunity up close and watch him, how he practiced, how he approached the game. So he's probably one of the best players I ever played with. Against, um, oh, that's a tough one. It's so many good ones. Obviously, I, I faced Sidney Crosby a lot you know, throughout my career. Eastern Conference, there was a lot of games, even playoff rounds against him, and, and just his smartness. and his drive—it was almost like he could just get the whole team behind him almost every game, and that—that and that was impressive to watch.
2: Would he be the same answer if I said, "Hey, penalty shot? You against who? Do you who do you not want to see with the puck on a penalty shot?" I
3: mean, I—I I, I would hope that he would save me. I don't think he would save me, um, <laughs> but who knows? <laughs> Hey, so probably not
1: what's what's the hardest thing about retirement um
3: well for me i was kind of forced into retirement you know i had to go in for open heart surgery and i tried to come back i had inflammation around the heart and that led me to retiring so i didn't have a choice and i maybe that was a blessing because it was just okay i need to move on and the transition's been great. I'm having so much fun, and, and I think I shifted my focus more from performance. Now it's more about happiness, experiences, friends, family. Um, but what I miss the most is the pressure. You know, I do a lot of different things now with TV and media. I love my work at the garden as an ambassador. But in the end, that pressure really made me feel alive coming to the garden and the expectations from so many people and teammates.
2: I would say that. Chuckster, I love that answer because a lot of times when you talk to guys who have retired and you th- ask that question, first thing that comes up, well, I just miss the locker room. Yeah, I miss the guys. I miss the camaraderie. I love that. I miss the pressure because there are others who would say, man, the thing I don't miss is the pressure. When you're playing, you don't think you...
3: Crave it because it's hard at times, you know, you're, you're at times it's, oh, there's so much to deal with that eh? anxiety or the pressure that you feel. But then when you retire, at least for me, I realized I craved it. You know, it, it, it's a roller coaster for sure, the highs and lows because of that, but it was definitely something that I enjoyed, especially when you pull it off in a big game, in yeah. a important game at home and, and, and it just amazing feeling
1: you know and I 100% agree with him Ernie because there was I've been so lucky and blessed I've had an amazing life but there was there's nothing can give me the juice of being, adrenaline yeah. a, a gentleman being like Charles Barkley everybody in the building like they're gonna get that ball to Barkley and like he said there's highs and lows because you fail a lot you fail a lot but when you have success and they're like Coach, Coach, drawing the play up. He's Chuck. I need you to do this. Get this basket. There's nothing like it. And then, like like he said, there's lows when you miss that big shot, but man, the highs are so high. Like, and there's nothing I can do in my life that can be when you got twenty thousand people going crazy because you hit a game winner. He had an amazing save. There's no better feeling in the world. What do you remember more,
2: the wins or the losses, Henrik? Um. Both.
3: I mean, I I think back of winning the Olympic gold for for Sweden, that that was a big moment. I also remember losing in the Stanley Cup finals. Um, What sticks with you more? Probably the loss, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, I agree with him. When When we lost to the Bulls for the championship and was stupid about it, Ernie, like I go back and look at that game. I was like, okay. Because we had the ball twice, and they took it out of my hands. And sometimes when I'm sitting by myself, I says, it's not a smart basketball player, but I should have tried to score on those two guys. But then they would have killed me saying, how did he try to score on two guys? That's the only time I get, uh, I get mad. Cause you little, still the, think about that? Oh, all the time. Wow. But I will say he says something interesting about the coolest moment, and I've done it twice, when you represent your country, and they play that national anthem, like I was standing beside Magic and Michael and those guys, been like, and all those guys had accomplished. We've had a, an amazing career. The first dream team in '92, we were all sitting there like, damn, I got goosebumps. Like when they put that gold medal around your neck and they're playing the national anthem, and you're just like, whoa, it's the coolest thing I've ever experienced. When you
2: think back to that time, for you, Henrik, what are what are the emotions? Uh, what is living in that moment like?
3: It's exactly what Chuck said. I mean, I, and I always keep saying this. There is no better feeling than to stand on the blue line, uh, arms around your teammates, see your flag go up and listen to the national anthem. That that pride that you feel in that moment is just incredible. And for me, I, I grew up watching hockey, watching the national team. That's how I fell in love with hockey. It was watching Team Sweden, playing in the world championships that that's how I was introduced to the game of hockey so that was always a big dream of mine and a goal to play for my country and and to win the Olympics and then later on in my career I won the world championships with my twin brother Um, and he was the captain of the team we hadn't played together for 12 years growing up we played every game together and then I moved to New York and he went to Dallas and back to Sweden but then 12 years later we had an opportunity to play for Team Sweden again, and we won the gold. And And it's one of my proudest moments to stand next to my brother because in, in a way, it was kind of full circle. That's how it started
1: for me, a very special moment. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, in the hierarchy of Sweden, where are you as far as fame level of out uh, jocks? <laughs> He's the king. I I I know but he's got to have, he's got to have some competition over there. Uh, I I think so the biggest sport in Sweden is
3: uh soccer. So I would say the the biggest athlete coming out of Sweden over the last you know 10 15 years is Zlatan Ibrahimovic. You know there's there's no question what he's done for for soccer and for Sweden and so many leagues around the world. Um but yeah, of course. I've been in the game for a long time, and and, and before I entered the NHL, I kind of established myself a little bit, playing for my country and, and winning championships in Sweden. So, I don't know how, how I would rank myself, but <laughs> um, You're right up there, man. You're right up there. Yeah, people recognize me a lot more in Sweden than in New York City, which is uh, that's why I love being in New York City. I kind of live a pretty normal life uh, until you run into someone that
2: as a diehard Ranger fan. <laughs> hey, Chuck. <And> <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe we've been talking to him for 20 minutes now, and you haven't brought up yet how handsome he is. Yeah.
1: See, see, this is my problem, though. <laughs> first of all, I just found out he had a twin. Yeah. So we yeah. Have, I have this argument. I says, Yeah. Well, so so first of all, let me ask you this. Let me, no, I Where want are ask you this, going with no, this? No, 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 because. He's been three different names because when he's around here with us, you call him King, Henrik, and everybody else call him Hank. What do you like to be called? Or do you care? I don't really
3: care. I mean, I have a lot of nicknames because then I have a few other ones when I go back to Sweden. (laughs) Like what? So I'm used to being called different names. King, to me, always made me feel a uncomfortable. It's a nickname you can never really live up to. People always it will always rub people the wrong way. It was a funny story. My first, my rookie year in New York, and Larry Brooks at the New York Post wrote it early. In, I think it was just a month in, into my career. Um, and obviously, Henrik is an old, old royal name, and that, that's how it came about. I thought for sure it was going to go away, but it didn't. Oh, so, no. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but again, a lot of nicknames. Hank is probably what people use the most around here in, in the States.
1: So I have this argument with Michelle and the ladies around here. Cause they talk about how handsome you are. And I said, yeah, he's a good looking dude, but he's no, <laughs> and I said, but he, but he's no Tom Brady. Cause, right. Tom, cause I tell you, I says, Tom Brady is a good looking man. Okay. That, that, And I said, I said, Hank, I said, Hank is a, hey, he's good looking, but I will say this. You be dressing your ass off. I got to give you credit there. You be you be dressed as they say in the hood, dressed to the nines. I mean, you be looking good. So, but I just like giving you a hard time, man. I remember our last conversation. This was during the finals, and and
3: um, yeah, you you brought that up, and and <laughs> and what I said to you at the time. It's always hard to competing against <laughs> Brady, right? I, I think that's something you want to stay away from.
2: So, um, I'll I'll agree with you on that one. So so this uh this next chapter cologne of yours um yeah so you realize chuckster has is it you've never worn it or you tried it and then stopped or did you uh, you're not a cologne guy right i have not
1: i've tried cologne probably five times in my life
2: okay i mean it is legal i mean you're talking about then you're like i've tried cologne like I five times mean, but like,
1: i wouldn't want to go through the hassle doing that all the time. Oh, it
2: is it really is uh, is tough duty to spray.
1: Uh, well, you know, have you seen me put on cologne? No, because you've only done it five times in your life, so, and I was not there to watch those. So the way I tried it, I tried I did, I have tried, but it just didn't do anything for me.
2: Okay. how do you convince Charles to be a cologne guy, Henrik?
3: Uh, All right. So step one, I'm gonna bring a next chapter fragrance to Atlanta next time I come in. I'll leave it in your locker. Okay. Hey, bring two. That's step one.
2: Bring
1: two, man. Hey, hey, Hank. You, you know, bring two. You know, you know, we work for morons down here, at Turner. Or so. Just go in my locker. We all got the same code. So just. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, first of all, all right. I'll do that. I I, I love the laugh. I says what's the code? And Kenny says, that's my code. And Shaq said, that's my code. That These geniuses down here at TNT. So just go in my locker and leave some next chapter in there next time you're in the studio.
3: <laughs> I will. Well, well Chuck, this, so this is a niche fragrance. So this will, it's kind of like wine. You know, when you go into niche, it's higher quality, it's higher percentage over the oil, and it kind of develops on your skin. I
2: think that's a great first step for you. Okay, I, I'm gonna try. I promise you. How would you describe the uh, the scent, Henrik?
3: Um, well, I think so. There's two volume one, volume two. I would say that volume one is is a little lighter. The the volume two is a little thicker, a little rich. Um, to me, it's more night. But again, I always tell people, fragrance to me is like music. What I think might be the opposite. What you
2: think? Yeah. Um uh, Are you wearing cologne right now, Henry? I am. Chapter 1 or chapter 2? Yeah, I wear it every day. You wear cologne every day. Chapter 1 or chapter 2 you got on right now?
3: Uh right now uh volume 1. Volu- oh,
2: excuse volume. excuse me, one. volume uh-huh. 1. Next yeah. chapter is
3: volume uh, tonight, 1. And tonight tonight I'm going out for drinks, so I'll probably put the volume 2 oh. on tonight. <laughs> oh, I like it. I <laughs> like got it. Strategy oh, yeah. here. Strategy. Oh
2: yeah. Oh yeah. You spoke of music too. <laughs> so you so look, you're a pretty accomplished guitar player, man. And you've done that you've done that stuff out in you know in front of folks all the time and you're really good. W- when did you start playing guitar? Uh I started as a kid. So I have a twin brother, older sister. We were jamming at home
3: as kids. My my sister, great drummer, my brother played the bass, I played the guitar. So we had a lot of fun growing up. But then I stopped, but the guitar was always there and it was definitely something throughout my career talked earlier about getting away from the game a little bit music was definitely one of those things where i could sit with a guitar for hours and not think about the game not think about what happened last night or what is about to happen tomorrow so it was an escape
2: a little bit but I, i love it what kind of music were you playing back then and who were you who were who were you following musically back then
3: um well mostly rock and roll um I mean, uh, right now I'm a big fan of the, you know, Dave Grohl, Foo Fighters. Yeah. Uh, I love John Mayer. I think he's a great guitarist, very smooth. Um, but I'm let let us be real. I'm not that good. <laughs> like I'm 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 the guy that can bring up the guitar for the after party or sit around the fire and play, but I'm not that good.
2: You were McEnroe. Who's better, guitar player? Ooh,
1: I don't know. See, see, you could just say, say my, you can just I tell. I want
3: to say myself, but he's gonna say him.
1: But see, you can, you can just tell how modest he is because he really want to say himself, but he don't want to say himself. A
3: funny story: we were having a, a gig. This is a few years ago, and I asked Johnny Mac to join us for it was a charity event, and it had the set list, and we we only have one time to rehearse. And he comes in, and it's like this is great, but can we add this? This, this? he loved the earlier rock and roll the the 60s 70s rock and roll so he wanted to change the entire set list it was it was a struggle to get us prepared for the show but
1: we we got it done he's one of my favorite people i don't get a chance to he's see awesome. him but he's just awesome what sports are you a fan of what do you
3: watch tennis yeah i play a lot of tennis and and uh i go up to johnny max tennis academy uh quite a bit uh up on Randall's Island outside New York and, and play there. I haven't played that much in the last two years because of my heart, but uh, I love watching tennis. I Always go to the US Open every every fall when I come
2: back from Sweden. New York is buzzing and it's such a great event. I love it. So are you one of these guys who gets up early to watch the Australian Open and the uh and Wimbledon and that kind of thing?
3: Um Australian not so much. I, I think it's my loyalty to New York City. Maybe I just love the, the, uh, the U.S. Open uh, yeah, to go vibe. out there also yeah. to watch it. The vibe is just incredible.
1: You know, you talk a lot about Sweden. What does Sweden mean to you when you go home? Um, well, it's my roots. I feel like a New Yorker now,
3: but Sweden is extremely important to me and my family, and my wife is from Sweden as well. So our schedule has been the same for the past 18 years. We... We stay in New York City from August till early June, and then June, July, mid-August or late August, uh, we're in Sweden reconnecting with friends, family, support for our kids to see the culture. So it's a must. It happens every summer, and and I will always go back. I'm not sure if I'm moving back, but I will always go back.
2: You eat a lot of herring. Cause growing up, Henrik, I, I I was eating herring as a kid, and I thought it was because my dad's parents came from Sweden, and and I and I guess maybe that's why I'm eating this. I, is that where it is? Is that a big popular thing in Sweden? Yeah, yeah, especially fish. I mean, uh, herring. Yes. Uh,
1: what what part of Sweden were they from?
2: I wish I could tell you exactly. I I don't I don't oh, recall okay. exactly where they first were. First of going. all, we didn't even we know to... that
1: we didn't even know that was more than one part, just for the record. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man. Hey Henrik, it, it, man, it's it's good catching up with you. Um uh, thank you. So happy for you on the Hall of Fame and and thanks thank for trying so to set the chuckster Straight on this whole cologne thing. We'll see if uh, if you if you make any inroads with it. I don't. We'll know give that... it a try. Will you? Yeah, we'll give it a try. It, it may be even better than that stuff from Portland. Yeah. So I have a question for for Chuck. Like, how often can you wear your Hall of Fame
3: ring? It's for both me and and Ernie here. Like, what, what what's the good <laughs> number? When do
1: you wear it? Just that night. That's it. I, I've never Uh-oh. worn it. uh Oh, you got to take it off. Is it on right now? No, it's
2: okay. not on right now.
1: <laughs> I I would only I I would only wear it if I was actually going to a Hall of Fame event. But I never wear. I never. I, I took it off that night. But every year I go back to the Hall of Fame. I'll take it there. But that's the only time I wear it. Got it.
3: <laughs> Good. I, I was I was I was thinking family dinners on Sundays and. <laughs>
1: hey uh, as they would say well, i have to rethink this now no, I have hey, to rethink your, it. your family would be said that's just a, a display of power
2: yep go ahead <laughs>
1: well, well i need that i have a twin brother it's all about power all the time hey, he, hey, no disrespect to your brother but he's not a hall of famer yet okay so you you're the only hall of famer at the um, table henrik lundquist man it's uh it's a pleasure
2: we'll see you on tnt and uh and, and we'll make sure that you drop off a couple of bottles in Chuck's locker. Absolutely. I will.
1: Hey, have a great Thanksgiving also, brother. Have a great Thanksgiving. Yeah. You as well, guys. Yeah.
2: You yeah. as well. Last thing. What are you most thankful for? What are you thankful for? Health. My health. Yeah.
3: Um, and my family. And I really enjoy it right now. My life is, is great. And, and um, yeah, I look forward to to spend some quality time with them this Thanksgiving. So. That's awesome. Have a good one, brother. We love
1: you. Thank you, brother. See you soon. Thank you. See you guys soon. All the best. Good dude. Good dude. That was awesome. Yeah. And yeah,
2: I guess he's all all right looking. Yeah. You know, I mean, not Tom
1: Brady, but he's you know for the three of you know for the three of us he he gets the bronze. Oh, just for the record, he's not better looking <laughs> than Chuck. I'm already hate hey, th- it, listen, they had Jason Kelsey as one of the Sexist Man Alive finalists that Patrick Dempsey won. I got screwed again.
4: Chuck and Ernie in Steam Room. Come and join us in Steam Room. Chuck and Ernie in Steam Room. Leave your towel on in Steam Room.
1: Chuck and Ernie in the steam room, Chuck and Ernie in the steam room. Leave your towel on in the steam room.
2: <laughs> I do like the way you kind of changed things up there at the end, and, and kind of yeah, used our I, I, can, I used our tagline for our interviews. Yeah, and go high or low. Yeah, I mean, when you're a great singer, you can. But the leave your towel on was nice. Yeah, <laughs> it was like nice. Yeah, it was that was good. Uh, the third segment of our show, or the final segment of our show, um, uh, every week. Features what we call Chuck's answering machine. Um, your answering machine. 101 episodes in. What's the phone number for the answering machine?
1: You the host? Aren't you supposed to know that? It's your
2: answering machine. Four oh four. Yes. Nine five five. No. <laughs> <laughs> you said that with such conviction. I almost. I thought maybe we had changed the number. Four oh four. 987. 987. Remember those descending order. Right okay. There. If you can remember 404, you know the oh, Yeah, 987 is easy. 987. Okay. You're a zero, 0330.
1: Zero. Uh four, Ch- Charles, Shaq, and Kenny, and Charles again. 030. Zero, 0330. Zero, zero, three, 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 zero. Zero. Okay. So the number is. 404 987 You have gotten it correct. That's yes. awesome. And Did when you call you... me a zero? I did. Hey, can somebody get HR on the phone? Because I'm not going to come and work in a hostile environment. Yeah. Well, now that you know the number, and
2: and you folks <laughs> out there do, when you call it, hey, you leave a message, you might appear on the steam room like, exact, like not, this lucky hey, caller yeah. did.
1: Hello, world. This is Charles Barkley. Leave me a message.
2: Hey, Charles. Bill Porter from Orlando, Florida. And I really took to heart your message on the last podcast talking about no gifts for Christmas
3: for anyone over
2: 18 years old. And honestly, I wanted some clarification. So you're saying, as a married man, I don't get my wife a gift for Christmas. Ernie, can you speak to this? Surely Christmas is a season for giving and uh, sharing with family, but... Man, no gifts for anyone over eighteen. Come on, Charles. Hey Bill, I can I can speak to that. Um Go ahead, Ernie. Okay. Cheryl and I don't get each other anything.
1: Thank you, Bill.
2: Take that, Bill. We began a tradition many years ago where because it got to the point with us. You're trying to outdo yourself. And you're trying to say, okay, let's put a limit. You can only spend this. You can only spend this. And it, then you wound up getting something that Cheryl really didn't need. You're, do, you're doing it out of obligation to do it. So we took the money that we would spend on each other and we would go somewhere and hang out by the checkout thing and we'd buy people stuff. Yeah. And so we would just use the, the money That's that awesome. way. And and then it it just it made this it, to me, it made the season better so much more enjoyable and so much more stress free. And then you just didn't feel like, okay, look, my wife uh, doesn't need anything. I don't need anything. Yeah. Uh, and and so why why do that? So we just we just decided let's spend that money on somebody who needs it. Yeah, so
1: so that's the answer to your question Oh, first, oh so
2: my our thing is the answer yeah, to your I, question I, I, too. I think okay. that
1: first of all you're You got everything, especially after X amount of years. Mm -hmm. And think about this also. Shout out, when you say Orlando, it makes me think of Lakeland, Florida, and my late friend, Andy Bean, who I miss a lot. That man can go fishing every single day. I know he's fishing up in heaven now. Rest in peace, Andy. But I do. I I think that it's gotten so out of hand with gift-giving. And, you. well, you did this last year. You got to do something better next year. Do you got to do something better? And you're like, no, stop it. Kids, let's take care of the kids. And I love your idea about go to a food bank and buy a turkey. Yeah. Buy, uh, uh, go Say, hey. Make a donation. Dude. A, hey, yeah. Just something simple. Hey, if, if everybody donated a turkey, they'd get a lot of damn turkeys. Chester, Chester, I
2: still remember yeah. the moment that it hit me. Yeah. I still remember being in the mall and Cheryl and I are saying, okay, we'll meet back here at, in two hours, Yeah, you know, and, and we met back at two hours and I, I'm saying, can't do this anymore. Yeah, I said, it, it's just, it's sapping the joy from, of the season <laughs> from me. Um, and she was kind of like, it's, Kind of the same way for me. I said, let's let's you know we kind of agreed. Let's not do it. Let's just find a way to use that money for somebody else. So that's and and just for the the record, he
1: said, he said, Bill, I think, yeah, Bill, I get screwed, Bill, because I give people nice gift. All I get is draws, which I don't wear ties. Which I got. I don't care about ties. I can get my own ties. See, I don't get good gifts. It's hard to get big people stuff. Why are you
2: looking at the screen I, I, when I, I, you're giving you, you're Bill right. the I, answer? I, 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 you can look at
1: me, or you can look around okay. at the crew. Yeah, you're, it's yeah. like yeah. you expect Bill to show up yeah. in the screen. I actually, that's why I did that. Actually, yeah. But yeah, Bill, I'm tired of getting draws and stuff like that, and ties. I, I give people great gifts. So that's the reason I want to stop giving gifts. I don't want to give, because I just get it but, draws but away. They've got, but they've got to be under 18. Yeah, under 18. Nobody but, gets, over once you're over 18, you're considered an adult, right? No more gifts. Kids. Yep. Kids are for Christmas. All right. Um, that was a long first call, yeah, but I can't first, wait for the second one. But <laughs>
4: what do you think is the worst thing that a person can put on their bio on a dating app? Please
2: tell us, Sir Charles. The oh, worst so, thing that somebody can put on their on their uh, bio on their dating. Do, I, I've, do you have ex, Do you have experience in so, this?
1: So, uh, one of my great friends, my second mom, is a lady named Diana Calabrese, and she has a daughter named Denise. And first of all, these day naps. None of these people look like they're supposed to look. They put up pictures when they're from like 10, 15 years ago. So that's the first issue. So always put, that should be a rule. You have to have a picture that's within three months. Okay. You can't show a picture when you were hot in high school or college and you're 42 or 36 or something like that. The picture has to be within a three-month window. Okay, stop putting boring stuff on there. Uh, I what, like what qualifies as boring. Uh, I like movies. I like to shop things. But sometimes like the, those are essential. No, that's not. I mean, no, that's no. just the basics. Th- like th- okay, th- look, a, a dude. How or, about if you uh, said?
2: How about if you said? I've never seen a movie. I hate movies. I don't want to go to the movie.
1: You 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 figure that out? But if you if you put that, you can come up with something more exciting.
2: Then you like uh, movies I like and the, long I like walks the, on the beach. I
1: like to hike. Uh, well, I, hiking I, is not – I mean, some people don't like to hike. Well, I'm saying stuff – we're talking about stuff you put on your bio.
2: I know. Yeah. So, I mean, sometimes it could probably be beneficial. Work out. I like if to you're, work if you're out. A, if you're a guy who likes to take, you know, 30-mile hikes, if, if you look on there and say, oh, she likes to hike. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm just saying, just put up-to-date pictures. That's the most important thing on there. Okay. Don't put a picture when you used to be hot and you're not anymore. Okay, that's one of my. I told. How about including like a puppy in the picture? Well, I actually think that could be beneficial because some people don't (laughs) like pets, Mm -hmm. and
2: they know not to. Or they aren't you kind of using the dog just like hey, oh look look at that. Nobody saw a
1: hot chick and say, "Hey, what about the dog?" Nobody, no men never said. Man, that chick is hot. Same, she's got a dog in the picture. Those, or nobody ever said, look at that ugly girl with that cute dog in the picture. Those are words that have never been said on a dating app, I don't think.
2: From your experience on dating apps.
1: I, I, I'm just saying, if I saw a hot chick, I wouldn't say, oh, it's a shame she got a dog in that picture. And like I say, reverse. If I saw an ugly chick, I wouldn't say, oh, but that's a cute dog. Let me click her. <laughs> yeah, I know. I
2: know. I know. From the snickering, you know what that means? Next call. <laughs>
4: hey, this is Tim calling from Marietta, Georgia. I've been a loyal steamer since the first episode, and my question is for Chuck. I know you're going through a country music phase right now, but I also know that you're in Vegas once in a while, and I wondered if you had a chance to go to the Sphere, and if you have, just wondered what you thought about it. Thanks so much. Have a good day. Bye.
1: Great question. Um, uh, man, when we were out there doing that match, that spirit thing looked incredible. Yeah, because looks world, even looks even better, better now. now. Yeah, but because we were there during the day, and well, we saw a little bit at night. Mm-hmm. But it, the spirit looks incredible. I know U two is there right now. Mm-hmm. I've had to like, a couple friends who actually have uh, went to see U two. I, I saw U two with one of my great friends, Mark K here from college. We went to see U two in this. 80s in the late 80s in philly they were incredible and uh so i'm 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 gonna go ashley in fairness i must go try to see them because we're going to vegas in a couple of weeks right
2: yes and because you are such a big country music guy see maybe you can pull some strings and and make this happen for us you and me and yeah whoever else wants to go you know who's got a show That Wednesday night in Vegas before we work on Thursday, Garth Brooks. Oh man, you know, he's on my bucket list. He's on a he's got a res I think he's got a residency out there. So he and I in fact they did a feature on him the other day because he's got some place he's opening in Nashville. Yeah. And and they said, Yeah, his Vegas residency. And I just looked, and the Wednesday night before we work on that Thursday at the in season tournament.
1: Semi finals, you want tickets? I'll if, get it if down. you go. If I, you want to go, I got to. So, my question is I think I might be in New York doing a new show with Gail on the Wednesday before the Thursday of the, of the of yeah, because oh, I because the show the new show stars next week, yeah. Uh, well, maybe, well. So I think I gotta work two days a week now, and I'm not yeah. happy about it. No, you're not. I'm not yeah. happy about it.
2: So, well, so I, it, but, I think it, I think it'd be a great show but, to see. Well,
1: you know, Garth Brooks is somebody on my bucket list yeah. because everybody tell me he's a great guy. Obviously, I like his music, but people tell me because he's always be in Arizona doing spring training with baseball teams. Yeah. So I've always wanted to meet him. And let me tell you something. Uh, if I don't have a show with Gail that Wednesday, we're going to see Garth Brooks in yeah. Vegas. Yeah. Well, good. And if you do have to do the thing, maybe you say, "Hey, if you got a few
2: tickets laying around, I bet we could. Hey, we could. We hey, could find hey, me three you or something. four folks my, who would
1: like to go see." Let me him. tell you something. My guy Bill Monson out in Vegas. Mm-hmm. As much money as he's stolen from me all these years for my gambling, he better get me some tickets to Garth Brooks. Shout out, Bill Bill Monson. As much money as you uh, want for Mm -hmm. me, you better give me some damn tickets to Garth Brooks. Yeah, that's a real nice way to ask. Next call.
4: (laughs) What's up, fellas? This is Teddy, longtime loyal steamer, calling from Chicago, Illinois. EJ, Elevator Ernie, this is for you. I wanted to know, we've got all these segments, you know, first of all, Charles Answer Machine, so on and so forth. You could even add Let Me Tell You segments. Like I Say, Chuck loves to go with I'm Not Gonna Lie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Any of those segments could throw on the show, but I'd love to see if you guys added an EJ segment to the show. And I thought about this, and maybe you can give EJ's good for the soul at the end of each podcast with maybe shining a light on, on something good that's happening around the world, around the U.S., and uh, give some hope for mankind and just end it on a high note so that every time someone leaves the scene room, they're not only feeling refreshed and they've got a new bracelet, but they're also feeling good. Love you both. Continued success. Charles, thanks for signing my official Phoenix Suns jersey at the House of Blues a couple years ago when Chicago hosted All-Star Weekend. And sorry again for John Paxson. Love you guys. Uh,
1: Can I say two things? Thank you, Teddy. Appreciate that. Can I say two things? Two things. Number one, the Chicago Bulls suck.
2: It's a struggle right now.
1: That's an understatement. It is a struggle, big time. Let me tell you something. But I don't know who's worse. Them or the Pistons. They the, both. The Pistons. The Pistons. the Pistons. the Pistons lost like 13 games in a in row. A, in a row, yes. You're not, You ain't played 13 really good teams. Yeah. But the Bulls and the Pistons flat out stink. But let me get back to this caller. That might have become, and we've had some tremendous, some tremendous callers. That right there might be the best one. I think, Ernie, I think that would be a great way to end the show. Every week, with you doing? Some inspirational, uh, good for the soul. I, yeah, uh,
2: that we will start it next
1: week. We I should would, hire this guy. We I got these other it. losers running the show. They didn't come up with no good idea. No, I like that. Abby, Cal. Uh, oh, they have plenty, of, They have plenty of good ideas. They've been here for hundred and one shows, and this random dude comes up with something special. Teddy, they've been here like a hundred. 100- the
2: random dude. That's, yeah. Okay. That's, no, that's, it's he's, good. He's, he's you know random. what? I will do that because you know what i what I really enjoy. Um, I'm a big I'm a big Steve Hartman fan. Yes. Works for CBS News. Oh yeah. Steve Hartman on the Road. Every Friday, that's how they end the the CBS evening news is Steve Hartman on the Road. And every one of those stories just spotlights a great, a great uh that's awesome, story man. that's out there that's all that's positive that kind of makes you that makes you feel good that that kind of restores your faith in humanity why don't we
1: hire this guy and, and get so, rid of one of them other losers who didn't come no, up that No,
2: that's not a good idea because good ideas come from all over the place they don't well, they didn't have come from be, our people well good ideas themselves come from all over the place i'm
1: just saying they didn't come up with them
2: i know so the guy who so came they up, don't have to come up with every idea
1: that's their job. To come up to make the podcast better. Yeah. Well, Teddy made it
2: Teddy made it better this time. Okay.
1: That's why we're gonna hire him.
2: I can't wait. I'm gonna I'm gonna come up with something and I will and I will uh, I will that was awesome. a good for the soul. Um That'd be next a great way to as end a, as a way to end the show. Or That'll be
1: back. a great way to end. Love that idea. Yeah, yeah. Very Very good. Have, come on, guy. I'm Very gonna hire good. you in some capacity. We look forward to uh, Thanksgiving. Hey, happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. Hug your family and friends and have a great one.
2: Ditto. Amen. (laughs) Well said. See you next week.